Nice snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Well, hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me as always are Ken Cunningham and Coach Ty Rogers, two of our analysts over at Pigskin Nut and a pair of lifelong Cowboy fans. And we are the Big D Beatdown. And we are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com as well as PigskinNutRadio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your foot Football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all time greats on our show wide right and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams, such as the Giants, Eagles, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Steelers, and of course your Dallas Cowboys. Make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. Remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. And guys, that time is upon us. Training camp is on its... It, it is basically going. We are now practically three days in. We had a walkthrough, uh, no pads. We had a second day where things amped up a little bit, but still no pads. And and now the pads are on, guys. And uh, and I wanted to get this show out of the way early. That way we could kind of get some of our, our camp predictions out uh, before we start getting hints of anybody that's going to absolutely blow it out of the water or, 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 you know, seize a, a, a position on this roster that maybe we weren't expecting them to do. I wanted to get those out of the way right at the beginning of camp. So that's what we're going to do today, guys. And you know what? We're going to kick off the show with an offensive player that needs to have a good camp. And for, you know, I'm talking about guys that, that maybe their roster spot is in jeopardy or you know what? Better yet, maybe they've got a contract on the line. Maybe, they are, you know, a weak link, you know, at their particular position that's otherwise strong and they need to step it up to the level of their peers. Whatever reason, I'm starting with you, Ken Cunningham. Who's an offensive player that needs to have a good camp? Well, here's here's my guy for uh, for are we you want my offensive player who, who needs to have a good camp or who I think is going to be the breakout player? No, no, no. Who needs to have a good oh, camp? Who, who's okay. desperate? Who, who are the, who are the Cowboys? Who, who really needs yeah. this, I, this training camp experience? Uh, for me, then I'm going to go to the tight end position. The tight end position is a very, you know, there's four guys there that are really battling it out for probably three, three roster spots. And, you know, I think Rico gathers needs to put up or shut up. I mean, this is it for him. The end of the Rico, you know, experiment could be this camp. I mean, this is a guy that needs to come out and, and and really dominate and really catch these coaches' eye, or he's not going to be he's not going to be a Dallas Cowboy, you know, too far into this season. So my player that needs to show up needs to have a good camp in order for him to make this roster is Rico Gathers. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've been tantalized by the Rico's the Rico Gathers skill set for far too long. This is a guy that was supposed to be, you know, a big time project with major upside. And you know what? We're still we're still waiting to see that upside come to fruition, especially in the passing game. I mean, last year he kind of started to figure some things out with that big body, figuring out how to how to block guys. And I don't even know how great he wasn't necessarily blocking him as much as hey, bud, as long as you at that size or in between the defender and the ball carrier, you've done your job. But but we need to see that. I mean, w- w- when you get a basketball player at tight end, you you want Antonio Gates. That, that's what you're looking for. Tony Gonzalez, those those former basketball players that are just just you know freak athletic receivers out there that just are mismatched nightmares. And Rico, it's time to put up or shut up. But, and before I swing it over to you, Coach Ty, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna throw out mine. Uh, Real quick, and you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I bounced a lot of different ways with this. The the draft guy in me knows how good this group of receivers is going to be coming up this year. So I'd kind of like to see Michael Gallup really, I mean, grab hold of that second receiver position and 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 hold it for his own. But you know, I, I'm I'm going to go a little deeper down the roster, and I'm going to say Darius Jackson, and I'm sure. Ken was probably considering this as well, but you know, right now the Cowboys second running back position is wide open. And I know that we've got uh, a bright young player in, in Tony Pollard, but you know, as we've said before on the show, that's not going to be a guy that if Zeke were to go down or to God forbid, if he were to hold out into the season, which is now suddenly start to become in a little bit more of a worry on Cowboys fans minds. You know, if that were the case, Tony Pollard is not stepping in to this offense and filling the role of a Zeke. Now, let's be honest. There's a lot of people out there that don't fill the role of a Zeke Elliott. That's that's for sure. Um, I mean, the bottom line is this. You know, we need a guy that can execute the majority of our playbook at a reasonable enough level in order to you know, to truly get, you know, to, to truly make this, this offense work. And, you know, whether it's a guy that's currently on the roster or not, we need to find that guy. Tony Pollard should not be asked to do that, especially as a rookie, knowing his experience in college was all over the offensive formation. This guy does not have, you know, the same, you know, level of experience playing a true running back position. So, so Darius Jackson, bud, Hey, Right now, you're kind of in the front. You're kind of in the front seat. You're the one that's hoping to get an opportunity to 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 take that steering wheel. If Zeke Elliott does in fact miss time this year, and but you, you got to grab it by the horns and you got to take it. You're working with the ones right now in the starting huddle. I'm sure they're going to have a nice mix to get everybody involved in that starting huddle. But you're the one with the experience. You're the one that you know we were that we were excited about you know the potential of when we first brought him onto this team as a six-round pick and he's bounced around the league since then so Darius Jackson I'm calling you out bud hey you got to have a good camp in order to ensure your spot on this roster and not only that but make Cowboy fans feel a little more secure about the running back position because hey you know about three weeks ago, the Cowboys weren't even worried about the running back position I know most fans weren't we on the show weren't we, I mean, we had a nice, easy episode talking about the roster breakdown at the running back position. But now, all of a sudden, things are getting serious. Zeke's headed to Cabo. 
And guess what? You know, hey, we need a running back that can prove to be capable in that secondary role. And now, Coach Ty, I'm going to go ahead and swing it over to you, man. Uh, You know, who is an offensive player on this roster that needs to have a good camp? Well, if he's going to stay on the roster, it's going to be Tavon Austin. Um, And so far, he's had a couple of uh, good plays uh, that have been highlighted on a lot of the training camp coverage that the Cowboys have put out. Um, He has got to cement himself a place in this offense, and he has to do more than just be able to return kicks and and every once in a while run a a deep fly route and, and catch a ball over somebody's head. Uh, he's got to contribute in the run game. He's got to be able to be a jet sweep guy uh, and be able to be a dual threat uh, and at the same time surpass Tony Pollard uh, to, you know, be the guy that they want to use as that hybrid player. Um, our receiver roster is very deep and it is definitely in my mind, the most competitive position uh, for the Cowboys, particularly in offense, uh, but maybe even overall, and so if Tavon Austin is going to stay on this uh, roster and if he's going to put, put himself in a position uh, where he can be used in this offense, then he's got to come with it every day uh, because if he doesn't, he'll either be out the door or looking for another job. Absolutely. And you know what? To, to make it even simpler for you, Tavon Austin, we need you to stay healthy, bud. We, we know how fast you are. We know how athletic you are. And, and you know, we, we're already seeing glimpses of them finding ways to get it in Austin's hands. You know, they're already talking about some naked bootlegs that instead of putting a fullback or a tight end in the flats, they're finding ways to get guys like Tavon Austin in the flats to get him the ball quickly with the ball in his hands and give him a chance to get up to full speed. But Tavon, you got to stay healthy. That's just the long and the short of it. It's something you struggle with your whole career. It's something you struggle with in your only year with the Cowboys last year, but you got to do it. Otherwise we've got to move on. Um, you know, and I'll throw out, you know, obviously I already, I already got my turn, but I'm just going to throw out a few honorable mentions here. You know, Connor Williams, love to see you have a great camp right now. The future of this, you know, Cowboys roster, or this Cowboys offensive line, I beg your pardon, really, you know, pertains to, Hey, the, you know, Lyle Collins probably isn't going to be here in another year. And yes, it's very possible that Connor Williams could move over to right tackle and Connor McGovern could move in the left guard spot. Before any of that is possible, we need to make sure that Connor Williams is the player we're expecting him to be. You know, he he had an up and down rookie year. He's added on the weight like we asked him to, but bud, you still got to go out there and prove yourself capable. And he's going to get plenty of opportunities with some of the guys he's going against. And guys, on that note, I'm I'm going to throw Dak Prescott's name out there too. Hey. You want to get paid 35 million a year, which is what that number is starting to creep up to, at least in, you know, in conversations, you know, throughout the media, you know, that number is getting closer and closer to the Russell Wilson number. You want that kind of money, especially with Zeke currently not at training camp. You got to go out. You got to go up out there and prove that you're worthy of that kind of money. And and let's go ahead and swip, switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. And, Ken, I'm going to go right back to you, sir. Give me one defensive player that absolutely needs to have a good camp. Well, this is probably uh, no surprise to either of you two based off a lot of our previous podcasts, but Taco Charlton, buddy, it's time. It's time. You're, you're a first-round pick. It's time to start playing like one. You know, the Randy Gregory thing came up, and, Dallas showed no trust in you, so they went out and got somebody like Robert Quinn. 
I mean, it's time, buddy. It's time. It's time to live up to that first round pick name because if you don't start getting on the field and start playing, it's about time Dallas starts thinking about cutting their losses and, and letting you go for a for a mid round pick. Absolutely, and you know what? You you hit the you you basically took mine. I mean, I it's guys, and and I'll say this much: Taco Charlton, the people that you are going to be competing for to make this roster are a fifth round pick in Joe Jackson or a seventh round pick in Jalen Jelks or, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, a fourth round pick from the year before this, you know, uh, Kerry Hyder, a free agent brought in on a one year deal. Tyrone Crawford with a monster cap number that I'm sorry, maybe the Cowboys don't think the same as me, but you'd love to see that, that number disappear. But we are talking about a group, of guys that yes while very talented and and have a lot of potential you know what Th- these aren't you know these th- th- this shouldn't be difficult for a former first round pick go out there play your tail off hey we've we've already heard a few few things about him really really giving Lyle Collins some fits hey that that'd be awesome go out there and do it because Demarcus Lawrence ain't gonna be here throughout training camp you know he may be healthy at some point but i don't see them giving him a lot of reps taco you're going to get ample opportunity to go out there and prove it get out there and do it coach ty i'm gonna swing it over to you now give me a defensive player man who's got to have a good uh camp on this defense well the one person that definitely needs to have a good camp is jeff heath if you are a cowboys fan remember what happened in the playoff game uh you know that was a bitter taste left in our mouth and the safety position is the one position up until, you know, a couple uh, days ago when uh, our starting running back decided to go to Cabo, uh, the Cowboys fans felt really, really unsure about, um, you know, there's there's got to be a chip on the guy's shoulder. I would think there would be after really, you know, and again, no game is lost or one on one play. Uh, but if you are thinking back to how the Cowboys lost to the Rams, um, and it's fresh what he was supposed to do on assignments cost us big time. And I want to see him sure of that safety position. If not, there's going to have to be some moves made. And again, I think that that move, it, it, the most intelligent move, is going to be Chuda Bayouzier going back to safety, and that means that another corner has to step up. That starts to shuffle you know, positions that would be much easier uh, – to deal with if one person would just step up and, and take the position and, and solidify it. So Jeff Heath, it's time for you to step up and, and be more than just a big hitter, more than just a, a big play guy every once in a while, start being consistent know what's going on and help Cowboys fans feel better about uh, the safety position. Why Ken, why is Jared Goff running for the first down? <laughs> I always pose the question to you, sir. I don't know why, but I want to know why. Well, we're supposed to put this in the rear view now. Camp has started, but Ty had to go and <laughs> dig it back up. We, I thought we buried this, you know, in our in our player evaluations, but Ty uh, had to bring up the past <laughs> one more time. I just want the man to to improve. That's all. I get you. And you know what? On that note, Ty, I'm going to actually go in a similar direction as you. I'm going to go with Xavier Woods here because let's be honest. Xavier Woods had a a decent year last year. I wouldn't necessarily say say he had a good year, but you know, as the off season has gone by, and we've heard some of the encouraging 
you know, some of the encouraging press, basically, that this coaching staff is, has said about Xavier Woods. And, hey, some of the, the actions. I mean, they passed on a guy like Nasir Adderley, who I thought fit that role to a T. Uh, you know, so, so, I mean, with that being said, you know, you're trending up when, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, I, there hasn't been a, a, a lot on film that shows that, you know, that you should be. Now, I'm not saying that the guy hasn't put in a ton of work in the offseason and that there's not reason to be optimistic. There absolutely is. But I need to see that transfer over to the football field. You know, I because believe you me, the, the safety position right now is a headache. That's the one that we're really worried about. And you are considered to be one of the few bright spots there. If you come out and have your struggles in camp, then you know what? The the Cowboys may, you know what? We may get back into last year's mode of, oh, do we trade for Earl Thomas? Or do we trade for a, a safety that's not happy somewhere? Do we give Eric Berry a call? Do we do something to that nature? You know, uh, that that's the truth. I mean, the, yes, right now the Cowboys are, are thrilled with Xavier Woods. You know what? We were thrilled with Alan Hearns and the receiver by committee approach last year after we got Des Bryant. It doesn't mean that a week or two in camp of struggles won't completely twist that ideal around. So bottom line, Xavier Woods, hey, bud, go out there and live up to the expectations that this staff has set for you, the expectations the Cowboys fans have kind of kind of latched onto, expecting you to be a big-time presence in this defense. And with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our first break uh, here on the Big D Beatdown. When we get back, we are going to discuss uh, the top training camp battle that we're expecting to see in Oxnard over the next few weeks. We'll get right back to that when we return here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back. I'm Austin Smith, your host here on the Big D Beatdown. And joining me, as always, are Coach Ty Rogers and Ken Cuttingham. And Ken, I'm going over to you for this, bud. Who is or what is the top position battle that you expect to see during the next few weeks of training camp? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with corner. I mean, with with Byron Jones out, we're assuming that, you know, uh, you know, Cheeto's going to get a lot of reps there on the outside. And then, you know, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, they're going to be getting a lot of reps outside, inside. And these guys are going to play it out because when it's all said and done, we're pretty confident that, you know, Cheeto and Byron Jones will be your starting corners. But the Cowboys run three corners a whole heck of a lot. And, you know, Anthony Brown got the majority of the snaps last year. But is this the year that Jordan Lewis, you know, o- overtakes him? They have more control over Jordan Lewis's contract. Anthony Brown's a guy they could potentially move on from. Uh, it's, you know, it's really a battle that, you know, I really couldn't tell you right now who is going to be that, you know, that starting nickel corner for, for the Cowboys this year. And that's a battle that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on, you know, all of camp. Absolutely. And you know what? To further your point there, let's not forget about the fifth corner spot, too. We're going to have a heck of a training camp battle for that fifth spot. You know, the one thing I will say about Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown is barring some sort of trade, or injury, I expect both of them to be on this roster, you know, come the end of, of preseason. However, you know, Michael Jackson, Donovan Olumba, you know, uh, Chris Westry, boy, we, we've got, and, and let's not forget, you know, Goodwin, the, the special teamer, you know, hey, we, we got a lot of competition for that fifth corner spot too. So the cornerback position is going to be tons 
of training camp battle talk, you know, for the next few weeks. And that's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, Coach Ty, you know, um, I'll swing it over to you. You know, what what's the top, you know, position battle that you're looking for? Well, I think the tight end position is going to be a, a very interesting position to watch. Number one, how much is Kellen Moore going to use uh, the tight end group and, and what is he going to use them for? Uh, a lot of reports out of camp are saying that uh, there is a lot more 10 personnel going on. Uh, there's a lot more bunch personnel going on. And for those who are a little bit light on the football terminology, what that means is that uh, you're going to have receivers within a yard of each other split out away from the uh, from the line so that you can get uh, some rubs and some picks uh, in order to get receivers open. Uh, also, we're seeing a lot more wide open splits from receivers and, and tight ends. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, particularly the young guys, and who's going to step up. Uh, I think we know for sure that Jason Garrett and, you know, we know that Blake Jarwin's going to be uh, a big part of what's going on. Uh, which other guys step up? You know, Dalton Schultz, Rico Gathers, you know, um, and who's going to be the guy that's going to be that third tight end, that blocking tight end? Can Rico Gathers do anything? Is he going to be a guy that's ever going to live up to his potential? Um, and in that, does it give Kellen Moore more personnel options as, you know, uh, we go through camp? Uh, obviously, you're not going to see it so much in the preseason games, but as practice is working, is he able to go with a three tight end set? Is he able to go with a two tight end set and give some, you know, shielding to receivers? Uh, you know, let Amari be run behind a big body and be able to get open. And does that help Dak Prescott be able to throw the ball more efficiently? So I think that tight end position is going to be interesting. Absolutely. You know, and and not just necessarily a position battle at the tight end position, but kind of a uh, a battle for snaps. You know, hey. If if guys don't step up, do you know? Hey, we we don't expect Jason Witten to come back and be the same type of player he was and take the same kind of snaps he 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 was before he retired. But by all means, if guys you know have a poor training camp, you know Jason Witten is not he's not opposed to doing that. He'll absolutely do it. And the Cowboys, if he proves he's capable of it, they will absolutely go back to doing that with him if the rest of this group's not stepping up. So by all means, Blake Jarwin, we've got high hopes for you. Dalton Schultz, hey, we've got high hopes for you in a role as well. And Rico Gathers, hey, the, the hopes have been high for you for, you know, quite a while, guys. But, but you know, you're not necessarily battling for a spot as much as you're battling to hold on to reps. And that's going to be a, a big deal. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, I've already kind of touched on the running back position once, so I'm not going to talk about, you know, somebody having to win that second running back spot. Instead, let's go to the second quarterback spot because we've talked about it throughout our position breakdowns, wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line. We have a number of positions on this roster that we are not only deep at, but we have got some very intriguing talents that we may not want to let go of. You know, we may have some players that we look at and say, man, if we cut that guy in a year or two, we're going to be kicking ourselves for not giving him one of those last roster spots and deciding to go light somewhere else. Well, guess what? One of those positions is likely going to be the quarterback position. We cannot truly justify keeping three quarterbacks anymore and letting go of a guy like maybe Mitch Hyatt, who's your future swing tackle or Cedric Wilson, who's one of your future top three receivers and the only receiver on this roster with any kind of size or a John Vea Johnson who may 
may be able to to match up with Tavon Austin's athletic ability out there. So, you know, I mean, bottom line is is Mike White's got a ton of upside. Cooper Rush, you kind of know what you're going to get. With that combination of players, I just don't see them going three. And we've all agreed upon that, I think, when we did our quarterback breakdown. So, you know what? Hey, Cooper Rush, Mike White, bring your hard hats to practice every day, man. You may not get the, you know, a a majority of the snaps like Dak's going to. But, man, you're going to get some during the training camp process. And you're going to get some in those preseason games. By all means, show up ready to go and prove to this team that you are the next best option if something goes wrong with Dak. And, you know, we're going to swing it over now. Um, We're going to swing it over to to kind of some some end-of-camp predictions. Uh, and I'm going to go with you, Ken Cunningham. We're going to start with the rookies. When camp is all said and done, who do you expect to be the the top rookie on this roster? I mean, for me, it's I have to go with the running back. I have to go Tony Pollard. And it's simply because the Cowboys need to know what they have in these backup running back positions while, you know, while Zeke, Zeke Elliott isn't at camp. And we know Kellen Moore wanted this guy, so we know Kellen Moore is going to use this guy. And, you know, the way that his skill set is, it's really it could really shine in these camps where – you're really not, you know, you you, only, you have to pull up a little bit before you hit a guy because they're your own teammates. You know, it's you get a little more leeway and, you know, in open space. And that's really where you're going to see that speed and that agility of somebody like Tony Pollard really pop. And he's going to catch a lot of eyes of the coaches, a lot of eyes of the fans. And when you're said and done, you're going to hear a lot of articles about this rookie from Memphis looking pretty damn good at this Dallas Cowboys training camp. I think so too. This guy, you know, he, I'll say this much when you watched when I watched his tape in Memphis, the one thing I loved about Pollard was, man, he always seemed to move at a little higher speed than everybody else. When he got up to full speed, which for him is going North and South, this guy doesn't have the greatest lateral lateral agility, but Hey, when he gets going North and South, he just looks like he is weaving through children out there. And, uh, and so, you know, that's going to be something I, I agree. I, I expect to read a lot about Pollard's uh, big playability throughout this training camp process. Coach Ty, we got a couple of offensive linemen you could go with. Connor McGovern, Mitch Hyatt, who I, I'm I'm pretty much a uh, pretty good fan of. Uh, are you going to go that way or are you going to go with the different rookie? You know, actually, I'm going to go on the opposite side of the football as much as it pains me to do so. I think Tristan Hill is going to have a great camp. And I think with the fact that he's going to be rotating. I don't know how much we're going to see of Malik Collins. Uh, you know, we'll probably see more Tyrone Crawford, but uh, I think that he's going to get plenty of snaps. I think that as he learns and, and from what people are saying inside the organization, Rob Marinelli already loves him. He's already progressing. I think he's going to make some big plays in training camp. And I think he's going to be a guy that may earn himself a lot more time on the field. Um, and I think that more than anything else that he is going to, progress throughout the the preseason games and really start being a a physical force and that's what we're looking for out of him we don't expect him to to be the starter we don't expect him to be a guy who's gonna um you know go out there and play every snap but if he can give us a couple snaps a game where he's really disruptive and and give our our defensive linemen a deeper rotation uh that's a valuable thing particularly in the interior of the cowboys defensive line yeah you know and i i i'm gonna call you out coach ty because I think that's kind of cheating, choosing Tristan Hill. And I'll tell you why. 
because we know how much Rob Marinelli likes him. And we know the way Rob Marinelli gets when he likes a player. I mean, he's going to throw you out there. He's going to he's going to stay late with you and work on some things. He's going to make you show up early and work on some things. He's going to coach you extra hard throughout the process. And you know what? If Tristan Hill takes to that coaching and that athleticism shows, because guys, let's be frank. I I talk about how a guy like Connor McGovern was the highest ranked player the Cowboys drafted on my board and a lot of boards out there. But when we talk about the player with the most upside, there's there's no doubt about it. It is Tristan Hill. Tony Pollard, hey, outstanding playmaker on the offensive side. Uh, you know, we uh, Jalen Jelks, some really good physical gifts. And I know he was a later pick, but he's got some outstanding physical gifts as an edge rusher. You know, uh, some outstanding initial quickness. Having said that, if Tristan Hill lives up to his physical upside, he's going to be a stud in this particular system. So, uh, and, and guys, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson, the safety out of Texas A&M. And I'll tell you why I'm going with him for the same reason. I think fans fell in love with Antoine Woods last year. He has a nasty edge to for, about him. He did not back. I mean, we all remember him getting in a, you know, throwing a, a shot at, at Travis Frederick, you know, and, and showing that I'm not backing down. I don't care if you are the best center in football. I'm here to win a job and I'll go over who I, who, I'll, I'll bowl over whoever I have to, to earn it. We loved that nastiness and that energy. That's part, that kind of energy is kind of something that the, the Cowboy defense, you know, epitomized throughout last year. And Antoine Woods was a part of it. Let me tell you who else has got a potential to be a part of it. Donovan Wilson has, he, he has a nasty temper when it comes to competing at this game. Now, I sometimes it gets the better of him a little bit. But you know what? For for all those those coaches who are responsible for making sure that there's no tackling at these training camp practices because the Players Association doesn't want guys getting hurt and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to get into all that. But bottom line is Donovan Wilson is going to be one of those guys who pushes it to the limit when they say no tackling. He's going to he's going to lay some shots. He is going to, I mean, he's going to lower his shoulder on some guys. And he is going to do everything. And you know what? There may even be an instance or two where he flat out just dro- just drives right through a guy. And everybody has to come together because this rookie from Texas A&M, you know, went and lowered his head on, you know, on a receiver or a running back or something like that. Guys, we can't be doing that. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to lie with uh, with all some of the issues we've got at the safety position. I don't mind if Donovan Wilson, you know, goes and 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 puts somebody on their rear end once in a while. Hey, you know what, Donovan? When Zeke Elliott comes back to training camp after that time in Cabo, I don't mind if you give him a shot and put him on his rear that first day he's back. I'm just saying. I think most Cowboy fans right now <laughs> a little frustrated with it. Hey, Donovan, number 21. Yeah, he's he he he's a, one of the best players in the NFL. Go put him on his rear. You know, I'd love to see it, Donovan Wilson. I I think he has the potential to be the the rookie that everybody's talking about. Wow, I want to see more of him. I want the Cowboys to find a way to get him on the field and con- bring that energy, that same energy that the linebackers, that Van Jalen, those two bring, that a Sean Lee brings, that a Demarcus Lawrence brings, that an Xavier Woods brings, to be honest with you. I want to see that, and I think we will see it. 
Uh, and you know, and guys, we're going to go ahead and take one more break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the offensive and defensive MVP predictions. Who's going to be the best offensive player in the Cowboys training camp? Who's going to be the best defensive player at the Cowboys training camp? We'll get all to all that when we come back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined as always by Coach Ty Rogers and Ken Cunningham, who can still not give me an answer for why Jeff Heath let Jared Goff run for that first down. But let's move on from that, and let's get to the guys that we think by the end of camp we're going to be pointing and saying, yeah, that guy had the best camp on the offensive side of the football or on the defensive side of the football. Ken, I'm starting with you. Give me an offensive player. By the time this camp wraps up, who's going to be the guy we talk about being the offensive MVP? Well, it's it's funny that you you mentioned uh, Jeff Heath's name again because I want to take one more deep dive back into that Rams-Cowboys playoff game that we so tried to avoid because of that sour taste that it left in our mouths. But let's not forget one little bright spot of that game, and that was one Michael Gallup who had the best game of his of his young NFL career there with six catches and 119 yards, had a 44-yard grab in that game. And as the season went on, we saw Michael Gallup get better and better, get more and more comfortable and more and more comfortable with his quarterback. So I'm expecting him to come into camp feeling very confident, feeling very comfortable. He did a lot of work with Dak in the in the offseason, and I'm expecting him to blow up, man. I'm expecting him to take a huge leap in, in year two and, you know, with – with Amari Cooper on the other side of the ball, uh, Michael Gallup is going to be I, – I can see him being just as solid as a number two receiver as you can really name in, in this football league. Hey, you know what? I, I want to ask you a few co- quick questions, Ken. Obviously, obviously, Byron Jones is is probably not going to get many reps throughout training camp. And Cheeto is out there, but he's he's been a little banged up, you know, you know, through the June and and through the mini camps and OTAs. So there's there's an opportunity that he may not he he may get an occasional day off just to make sure he gets to the regular season healthy. So let me ask you this: with that being said, it seems like Jordan Lewis is going to be probably getting a ton of reps against Amari Cooper. Would you agree? Yeah, that that would be the next guy up. Okay, and so Anthony Brown probably going to get those reps. And if Brown or or you know Lewis aren't getting reps against Amari Cooper, I'd imagine Randall Cobb's probably next in line. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Yes, sir. Michael Gallup, you're going to be going up against the fifth best corner on this roster quite a bit, sir. Hey. It, it all the opportunity is there for you to make this happen. And, and, and Ken, I agree a hundred percent with you. You know, the, the opportunity is there. You're going to be going against rookies like Chris Westry and Michael Jackson. Quite often you are going to be going against a practice squad player in Donovan Lumba quite often, sir. Hey, by all means go out there, grab onto that number two receiver position and latch onto that sucker, man. Take they take it, put it in your pocket, and let the rest of the roster know that hey guys, everybody else is battling for number four. Randall Cobb has got that slot locked down, and I know they'll move him around a lot. But you know what? There ain't gonna be no arguments about who 
joins Randall Cobb in the Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper in the top three. So, you know, absolutely. I, 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 I love it, Ken. Uh, going to go over to you, Coach Ty. You know, give me one offensive player at the end of the day. This is going to be the guy that had the best training camp for the Dallas Cowboys on the offensive side of the football. Well, I'm going to go back to my offensive line roofs here, and I'm going to say Travis Frederick, number one, because he's playing and he's healthy, and that is going to affect everybody else on the Cowboys' starting offensive line, particularly the guy that needs him the most, and that's Connor Williams. Oh, uh, absolutely, Ty. I mean, and, and, and Ty, let me ask you this, sir. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this, Ty. Travis Frederick, I mean, how nice is it going to be to see a training camp practice where they come up to the line of scrimmage and you see him pointing to every corner on to every player on the football field, identifying, you know, strong side or the Mike linebacker, the coverage things and all, all the responsibilities. How nice is that going to be, man? It's absolutely critical, and who's really going to be nice for is Dak Prescott uh, because that's going to give Dak Prescott the opportunity to focus on the one thing he needs to be focusing on, particularly in the new offensive wrinkles that Kellen Moore is bringing. I don't say the new offensive system because it's still Jason Garrett's system, uh, but with Kellen Moore at the helm, it gives Dak the opportunity to focus on finding open receivers, finding those one-on-one matchups with Amari, with Randall with Michael Gallup, with Jason Witten, with whoever else is, is involved in the passing game. And that is going to bring the one thing we didn't have last year as an offense, and that's balance, back to the Cowboys. And it will allow Dak Prescott to look like a guy who does deserve to get paid $35 million a year. Hey, Cowboy fans, we're not asking for the guy who's making who's going who's gonna to be the sexiest guy, offensive player at training camp, the f- flashiest guy the guy that goes up and makes great catches or big runs or or anything like that we're not asking about about that we're asking about the most valuable and let me tell you something there may be no more valuable player than Travis Frederick when he walks up to that line of scrimmage and he makes every call that needs to be made allowing Dak Prescott hey bud find your matchups identify possible blitzers identify things like that you know what Travis Frederick has got you know he he's got the calls covered you see if you can't predetermine something that might give us an edge hey that's that's value right there that's that's a difference maker for your quarterback there just like you said coach Ty. uh and you know what guys i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat and seeing as how i'm the one that uh that came up with the questions uh, I, I think i'm entitled to do that <laughs> My M- my offensive M- <laughs> my offensive uh, MVP is going to be the combination of Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and you know what, guys? Hey, uh, as I alluded to with Ken, Amari Cooper is not going to see much to Byron Jones. He may see some of Cheeto Awuzier, but you know he he may not just depending on his health. He's going to see Jordan Lewis. He's going to see Anthony Brown. And Amari Cooper, th- those are guys that are battling for our nickel corner spot. And Amari Cooper is battling to prove he's a top 10 wide receiver in this league. And you know what? I think he's got a – me personally, I think he's got a case. And so guess what, man? It's going to be there. It, the, the opportunities are going to be there for him to consistently make a play, one, two, three, four plays a day that just make you think, man – it's nice to have a number one receiver on this roster again after that mess 
that we went through last year with receiver by committee and addition by subtraction and Dez's attitude. Hey, I didn't like Dez's attitude either. But one thing Dez did every single year was show up in training camp and set the tempo. His intensity, his ability to go out and make outstanding plays and energize everybody on the field with one big catch early on in practice. Hey, Dez Bryant always did that. I think Amari Cooper comes out and does it. And he's only half of the equation. Because Dak Prescott, hey, John Kitten has been picking at him all offseason long. Let's get this footwork together. Let's get that arm angle together, your release point. Let's, you know, let's get all the little bitty, you know, techniques down and all the little bitty things about playing quarterback, you know. Let's get them cleaned up. That way you can go out there and just rip it. And we heard that, you know, we heard John Kitna mention that. Hey, guys, just go out and rip it. Hey, I, I think, you know, John Kitna and Kellen Moore – you know, I think the combination of those two are really going to play out well for Dak Prescott. And I think we're going to see a confident player that goes out there with a very strong group of receivers and puts his best foot forward. So that's my my offensive MVP is the combination of Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Host perks. Hey, <laughs> good stuff. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> We're going to go over to the defensive MVP now. All right, Ken, one defensive player, and I think I know who you're going to say, but I'll leave it to you to say it. So go ahead, Ken. Who's going to be the defensive MVP? I, I hate to do this to Ty because, you know, his his rookie breakout player was Tristan Hill, and I also hate to do this to, to Ty because his offensive MVP was Travis Frederick. But I think, if, <laughs> I think if Tristan Hill is going to make some splashes, it's going to be from second team because, man, my guy's Malik Collins. I am so high on this guy. He finally has that full offseason in. The guy looks healthy. It's a contract year. Everything is just aligning up for this guy to just have a badass camp and a badass season and go get paid, man. He, he's been a heck of a football player. He just hasn't been able to put it all together. And this is the year I think he can finally do that with a full offseason, a full training camp. You know, another year with Rod Marinelli. I mean, this is the year that he that I think he can do it. And this is where you start making headlines. I'll tell you what, you start beating, you know, Zach Martin and one-on-ones here and there. That's how your name starts getting written written up in some of them articles at the end of the week. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot of things about Malik Collins, and I'm expecting big, big things. I mean, I'll tell you what. If he has not having a bad year, I'm going to be eating a lot of crow. So I think I've talked up Malik Collins on just about every podcast we've done. Hey, hey, you and me both, you and me both. And Malik Collins has given us good reason to like I I go back to two years ago at training camp. Malik Collins was giving Zach Martin fits and Zach Martin was healthy. He was giving Travis Frederick fits and Travis Frederick was healthy. I'm not talking about last uh, training camp. I'm talking about two years ago. Malik Collins was doing that. He was poised to be the breakout player of the year for the Dallas Cowboys. I, you know. I, I believe, you know, everybody who was involved in the media or in the Cowboys organization, you know, believed that. And unfortunately, the season started, some little knickknack injuries came about, and suddenly, you know, it went, it, it just didn't play out for him the way we expected it to. But man, 
Hey, motivation can do a lot for a football player. And for those of y'all have played football, you know, I, I truly, you know, ask you to try and remember a time when you were truly motivated. Maybe somebody will across from you that, you know, you just didn't like getting beat by. Or maybe it was somebody who was pushing you for your job. Or maybe it was just a team that you couldn't stand losing to. Or, you know, maybe somebody showed up special in the stands. Hey, you know what? Malik Collins has got that motivation right now. And motivation is a brand new contract. And it probably ain't going to come here in Dallas, but it's going to come from someone if you go out there and earn it. And you know what? When you're motivated like that, suddenly that twisted ankle, you know what? You find it in you to kind of figure it out, how to play on it. You know, whereas, hey, in the past, maybe, hey, you know what, guys? If I rest this thing a week or two, I can come back strong. But now, no, no, there ain't no rest in a week or two. Let's figure it out, man. How do I play on this thing? I know it hurts. Tape it up. You know, let's figure out how I can stay on that football field and get that next sack and get that next tackle in the backfield and be that monster that he is capable of being. Malik Collins, hey, uh, he, he was on my list too, bud. And because I knew you were going in that direction, I decided to go in a different direction. But uh, <laughs> but he absolutely, he I, I, I agree 100% Malik Collins. <laughs> has the potential to be the standout player on the defensive side of the football during this camp. Coach Ty, what say you, sir? Well, even though it's kind of an easy pick because he's a guy we brought in and expect a lot from, but I think Robert Quinn could be the defensive MVP uh, of camp. And the reason being is the same reason that I see why Ken would pick Malik Collins and, and, and Austin, why, why you were high on him also, because, him going up against Tyron Smith every day, him going up against Lyle Collins every day is only going to make both of them better. And he is already a guy that we know that can play the position at a high level. That's going to bring that edge to him. And it's going to bring him back to that level where he's a guy that, you know, defenses have to account for uh, in the, in the pass rush. And that makes it easier for Tank Lawrence to play football when he comes back healthy. That is a dangerous combination for for the Cowboys opponents. It makes our defense very dynamic. And the work that he's going to get in against those guys is going to make him be somebody that I believe you're going to see a lot of in camp. Uh, I, I look forward to watching more of those one-on-ones, uh, particularly when they get in the pads. And uh, I think Robert Quinn could really make a huge impact uh, for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Let me ask you this, Coach Ty. How many more contracts do you think Robert Quinn's getting in the NFL? This is probably it. I, you know what? There you have it, Robert Quinn. There's the motivation you need, bud. Just like Malik Collins, only this is probably, after this year, you're probably going to get your last contract. And you know what? <laughs> hey, the opportunities out there. You're playing across from a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, and we won't see him play across from him in camp. Lawrence is likely to be out, you know, through the duration of camp. And like I say, even if he's healthy, you know, probably going to, you know, stay out of out of contact. But bottom line, hey, Robert Quinn, it's there. And you know what? There's a guy across from you that is going to push you to be your best. And if you give your best, it's going to make for some special special matchups during training camp. And man, I, that's, that's one of my favorite parts about training camp guys. I just, I remember, you know, probably, I guess it was probably around six, seven years ago, maybe even a little bit further than that. Sean Lee and DeMarco Murray coming into this league together. 
And boy, those two used to just absolutely push each other to the edge. They used to, I mean, those two have made Pro Bowls because of each other and how hard they pushed each other every year in training camp. Those one-on-ones are my favorite part of training camp. Robert Quinn, hey, bud, you got an opportunity to, to go out there and really compete at a high level or... You know, if you get a little complacent, you've got an opportunity to go out there and be embarrassed. So, you know, I expect to see a Robert Quinn who's motivated and ready to go. And if he is, hey, we might see a darn special player during training camp. And guys, you know what? I'm going to go with, once again, you know, host perks. I'm going with another combination, and that combination is Van Jalen. (laughs) There you go. Guys, I'm sorry, man. These two, did, did y'all see the picture? And I, I think uh, a, a few of y'all may have commented on it as well on Twitter of 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 Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, and Leighton Vanderesh just lined up in their position. You know, no defensive lineman in front of them. They're just going through drills, but they're all lined up in their position. Did that not give you goosebumps? Dynamic, it looked. I mean, but it just got they, they're big and they're athletic. And I'm watching a clip of 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 Leighton Vanderess just going through little bitty drop drills, you know, where you drop into coverage and then you step up as if the quarterback, you know, escaped and is on the run. And man, just watching how light those feet are. You forget the athlete that Leighton Vanderess is. I mean, guys, there he he introduced himself to a lot of NFL fans at the combine, you know, scouts obviously had kind of, they kind of knew what they were getting in the dynamic athleticism that he had for his size. But man, I tell you, man, sometimes you kind of forget that we know what a dynamic athlete Jalen Smith is for his size, but you forget Leighton Vander Esch is not far off. And in some cases is, is equal to or better than Jalen Smith in some areas. Leighton Vanderesh is, is an outstanding athlete, guys. And man, I just think about it, guys. I mean, is I just in training camp, these two we expect them to be everywhere because they were a lot of the time last year. They were. I mean, there was always somebody involved in the play or just getting to the, you know, the ball carries. They were going to the ground or, you know, you know, or forcing things the other direction. I mean, it just, these two, I just, I'd, I'd like somebody, I'd like to put somebody in charge at Dallas Cowboys training camp. I'd like to find somebody, a quality control coach, uh, an intern, somebody. I want you to count the number of snaps that these two are on the field together where one of them is not involved with a play. Let me tell you something. It ain't going to be many. It ain't going to be many. I, uh, I, that excites me. And man, guys, we've got a lot of reasons to be excited about this defense, you know, but that combination just, just absolutely has me excited to see these guys put the pads on and, and get things going. So, uh, so that's my Van Jalen. There's my defensive MVP of training camp. And guys, we are going to go ahead and close it out with one other question. And this one's just kind of off the top of my head, and we've discussed this a few times, but I never really threw it in there that we were going to do this. But And we'll make it quick. Ken, if there's one guy that just has not gotten a ton of press throughout the summer, or maybe he has, but he still has to live up to it, one breakout candidate on either side of the ball that you expect to come out and really, you know, just, I mean, just 
in, put himself in the conversation of not a guy that's fighting for a roster spot or starting spots, but a guy that owns one. Who are you thinking? Who's your breakout candidate uh, for camp? I'm going to, you know, because of what I'm hearing about Kellen Moore, and now the second I say this, I'm probably going to think of five other guys that, that are a better answer, but this is the fresh off my head, so I like it. I'm hearing a lot of Kellen Moore, and I'm hearing a lot of two tight end sets, which that tells me that Jason Witt's going to be on the field, but that means Kellen Moore wants to find a way to get Blake Jarwin onto the field. And I think Blake Jarwin, with the developments that at least we saw him take last year, I think that he can build off that, and he's a guy that you know they're going to be looking to to throw the ball down the field. And I think he's really going. This is going to be a big leap for him, and I don't think the addition of Jason Jason Witten is really going to is really going to affect that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Coach Ty, one guy breaks out. Who is it going to be? I think it's going to be Connor Williams, and like I said, because he's playing between two All Pros, uh, because he's got Travis Frederick there to steady. The ship, I think that that gives him the ability to concentrate on the things he needs to concentrate on, which is being a dominant run blocker and being a guy who, working with those two all pros, can make sure that, you know, A gap blitzes and, and twists and stunts are taken care of, which is going to be his main role in pass pro. Uh, he'll get some three technique, you know, on his own, but that will give him the opportunity to perfect his craft. And that final piece right there makes the Dallas Cowboys offensive line darn near unbeatable in the our yeah. right back comes back from Cabo, and that makes this offense very dynamic. Uh, but more than anything else, I just think that he solidifies that position. Now we're talking about a guy who gets to join that that great group. Yeah, absolutely, Ty. I, uh, you know, that's 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 an outstanding candidate because he can. I mean, guys, you're putting a guy with his kind of upside between two All Pros, and it just a lot can go right. And I expect a lot to go right with Connor Williams. You know, this is a guy that that works his tail off. For those of y'all, you know, we, we don't talk about that enough. Yes, we talk about the fact that he put on the weight. But guys, at Texas, this guy took an extreme amount of pride in his craft. This was a guy that, man, you watch some of those the the biggest games that they played in at UT and he was at his best. I loved watching those those Red River rivalries, you know, between him and uh and, 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 you know, some of the pass rushers that Oklahoma had, m- most notably, and I, his name's escaping me now, um, uh, o- I, Ogbo Okoronkwo, that's what it was. He, I mean, this was a guy that, that I was a big fan of coming out of college, and he hasn't really, you know, displayed that ability as a pro. But it, at Oklahoma, he was a, a, an all-Big 12 player. I mean, this was a guy that – that, you know, was one of the top defenders in the Big 12. And I know that's that's kind of a stretch considering the amount of defense the Big 12 plays, but but this guy was legit. And Connor Williams and him had some major battles, and Connor Williams won his fair share. This is a guy that works his tail off. And if he does that, sandwiched between Travis Frederick and Tyron Smith, hey, the 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 potential for him to to solidify this unit across the board is boy, it's 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 got it's got a lot of cowboy fans excited. I know it's got Coach Ty excited. It's got me excited. Uh, and guys, I'm gonna go with you know. It's funny. I've I've mentioned twice about hey, Michael Gallup, you're not gonna be going against you know Byron Jones or the top corners. Amari Cooper's not gonna be going against Byron Jones. And that brings me to Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, hey bud, and we have talked about Jordan Lewis quite a bit. And I know Ken, you know, this is probably another guy Ken would have would have 
marked down on his breakout player list. But Jordan Lewis, let me tell you something. Jordan Lewis comes to play on every snap, and he comes to battle, and he he does not like to lose. And I tell you, I think Jordan Lewis is going to have a heck of a camp. I think I, I, I hate, you know, I, it's not that I think Anthony Brown is going to do anything wrong. I just think Jordan Lewis is going to do more right. I think this guy is going to go in there and he's going to win his fair share of battles against the Randall Cobbs, against the Amari Coopers and the Michael Gallups when he does go against them. You know, I think he's going to go out there and have himself a camp that puts him in position to latch on to that nickel cornerback role and really, really, I mean, you know, give make the Cowboys excited about, hey, he he may not fit the the Chris Richard prototype, but man, he's a football player and we gotta we, we gotta find a way to keep this guy on the football field. So Jordan Lewis is my breakout candidate. And guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Big D Beatdown fans. Uh, be sure to tune in next time. When we discuss these contracts, and guys, believe you me, we have been chomping at the bit to talk about why the Cowboys have still not gotten contracts done with the Dak Prescotts, with the Zeke Elliotts, with the Amari Coopers. We're seeing a lot of people get a lot of money around the league, and it's just driving up the prices of those players that, you know, that we need to pay. So we are going to get into that next on the Big D Beatdown. And don't forget to visit us over at Pigskin Nut Radio, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. And don't forget to go check us out at pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups on America's team. Remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. And for all those who like what you hear, be sure and subscribe to us on a variety of platforms. The Big D Beatdown is available in the Apple and Google podcast stores, as well as on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbeans. Click the subscription button, and they'll notify you every time we put out an episode. And by all means, guys, we love it when you share our work. We love to attract new listeners. We love to get involved with those listeners we're doing a lot of that on facebook a lot of that on twitter by all means spread the word on the big d beatdown thanks for joining us again guys for ken cuttingham and ty rogers i'm austin smith have a good one cowboy fans